This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Paris. Do you live in a city, Inma? Yeah, I live in a city, but it's quite quiet. It's, it's built in the middle of forest. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, yes. So far, so far, I don't have a big problem with heat in summer. But I know you do in Paris. Yeah, I remember the first time we had a heat wave was in 2003. Um, I can't remember exactly how hot it was it was over 30 something it was in august and uh i was i felt i was dying i felt that uh that i cannot survive it was so 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 hot because the city is not built for this kind of temperature in the summer but apparently it's something that will not go away because since then hot summers over 30s has become the new norm in paris so there are alternatives like, okay, going away for the summer, but you cannot do it all the time. You, not everybody can do it. There are some people, luckily we don't have too much of this, but um, one way to cope with it uh, is to have air conditioning. And luckily we don't have too much of air conditioning in Paris yet. <laughs> yet, but I have, I have some friends who start to have air conditioning in Paris, but it's not that common. And the problem with air conditioning is that it's great when you're inside your home because the air is cool, but outside it's adding. It makes, yeah, yeah, it makes it, it ma worse. It makes it worse because, um, because it's adding temperature on the outside because it breathes out hot, hot air. And also this couple with, you know, with the fact that a city is built, it's built, um, on asphalt and yeah. the reverb makes the air even warmer than it, its temperature. So it's, it has become really, really difficult. Yeah. Here in Aberdeen, in Scotland, when it's hot, like 26 degrees, 25 degrees here, it's really hot, believe me. My, my sister lives at the south of Spain. We have hot temperature, temperature there. And she was here visiting uh, last summer. And, and, and she, she couldn't cope with 26 degrees. So there is a difference. I guess the, the difference of latitude. Um, and makes... also the way the city is built. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Because in Spain, for example, Seville gets to 40, easy, easy. Really? In August, 48 degrees. Really? Easy. Wow. <laughs> um, but it's, it's now it's becoming really extreme. Uh, but that area in Spain has been hot since I, since I remember forever. But now it has become really, really extreme. How are the cities built for this kind of temperature? That's the thing. The, the thing is, 
the city, the city center, which is uh, very problematic because of the asphalt, um, was built for the heat. So the walls of the buildings are really, really wide, and the windows are um, in the direction of the wind when mm-hmm. there is wind. Um, the, the streets are narrow, like in Morocco also. Streets are narrow, so the sun cannot get down. Oh. And and the, the lifestyle also is quite Mediterranean lifestyle. And there is, at the middle of the day, there is these uh, naps and, and siestas. So people, is not out in the street mm. in a midday because it's, it's impossible. 48 degrees is, is really, you cannot breathe. Yeah, and so this is how the city has been built, but now that it's getting warmer, hotter, what, exactly. what's, this, what's and, the solution? And the city is growing on the outside, mm-hmm. and those buildings are not prepared for that. So what people do is a conditioner, and that makes things, as we said before, that makes things even worse. Yes, because of uh, it's uh, not only that it uses a lot of uh, energy, and but also because it's released hot air exactly to the to the streets. So it's getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And so what is the city doing about that? Parks. Parks, mm. trees, vegetation. Ties, uh, and, and this, in the city center, and the, they have built this mushroom, right? And, and with uh, vines and, and ivies uh, at the top, like interlacing. So it gets shade to, mm. to many streets. And the temperature goes down. And then think about most of the business in city center closed halfway. In the in the middle of the day, they are closed because they can't uh, mm. be open because there is no people. Uh, so they open in the morning. They are open in the evening, but not in the in the middle of. So the way of life is built <laughs> also so, to cope with the heat. Wow! So they change the uh, the way they live their days. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a major change. Yeah. Yeah. In in Paris, I see more and more of this is that, you know, there are, I mean, Paris has a lot of parks. That's, we're very lucky for yeah. that. But uh, there are also a lot of sprinklers. I, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and kids love that. Uh, I mean, kids and even myself, I love that. <laughs> because especially on a hot day, uh, when you go out and you go like maybe for a jog, even in the morning it can get very, very hot. So it, mm. when the, there's a sprinkler, it's just like have a very light shower, you know, yes. and, uh, and fountains, there are a lot of fountains in Paris and they are more and more built because to wait for us to cool down our bodies yes. and, uh, and trees. And trees, yes, they, yeah. the mayor has tried to to plant more trees, and she did something that was good. Um, I think in in theory the idea was really good, but it turned out to be not so good. Is that she set up this thing, which is basically called I don't know what to how to translate that, but it's a permit to vegetalize. Oh, okay. to so your permits to to uh to plant whatever you want so basically whoever has identified a piece of land you can plant whatever you want mm-hmm. you can just plant it and okay. that's really good that's really good isn't it the idea <laughs> is theory, really good okay. Okay. in theory it's really really good but in in reality <laughs> <laughs> um it's not going so well so now it's um now I think that we are trying to remove that in Paris. In reality, it's not 
it's not going so well because in theory you can do whatever you want, but uh, because it's open public space, there's no maintenance. Oh, I see. There's no maintenance. So at some places, it's wild. It's wild has become dumped like open landfill. So the idea is really, really good because there are a lot of trees. So there's always a little bit of beneath the trees. Um, Mm -hmm. And so the idea was to, okay, you can plant whatever you want on this really part of land and has been done. But because there's um, there's little maintenance and it's hard to make sure that nobody vandalized the thing (laughs) because it's not normal, but you cannot prevent it unless you... You care for it. Yeah. Yeah. So Unless you care for it. So there, there was a very good initiative, the very good idea, but it didn't work. <laughs> oh. mm. Yeah, but at least she tried. I think to plant vegetation and, and trees and, and shrubs and yeah, low maintenance vegetation in cities is uh, India. A lot of cities in India are doing that now too, because India is getting so hot because there is no trees in the city that it's impossible to live there in summer. Yeah, I think what we could do, but I mean, again, in Paris, we cannot do that because the buildings are not built that way. But what we could do is to use a rooftop and plant things on rooftops. Yeah, I saw this video the other day. I don't, I don't know where I saw it, but it was these young fellows that were creating on New York, in New York, on roof, rooftops. Uh, these vegetables, uh, mm. like growing salads. <laughs> mm. I think the business was going really well. So it's quite interesting to think about, well, I don't know Paris. Paris is not built flat. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the new part of Paris, Paris is bigger than just the city center. <laughs> <laughs> the new part, is, there are new parts in Paris that do have flat roofs. Yes, Yes, yes. Yeah. In the suburbs. In the suburbs, yeah. For example, in Seville, is those parts in the city that are not really, let's say, well thought in terms of creating a space for, for parks and for trees and for vegetation. I don't know what to do about it because it's it seems that it's not going away. Um, it's not going away. I don't think that we'll have um, a mild temperature in the summer anymore in Paris. Hmm. And so I don't know what else I could do. I think what you do, having conversation with your mayor on Facebook, is really good. <laughs> 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 Neighbors joining together and trying to get a space in the neighborhood which can be cared for of vegetation, of trees and shrubs and, I don't know, vegetation. Just greenery. Yeah, and no air conditioning because... Uh, yeah, oh, that's important. That is important. And I see so many people, as I said, it's not everybody has air conditioning in Paris, but now I see more and more people having air conditioning. Well, I've seen unthinkable. In Aberdeen, there are people buying air conditioner now oh. and installing air conditioner. In Aberdeen, I'm, I'm telling you, in summer is 25, Six. 26 20, degrees. Yeah. There is no need for a conditioner from yeah. my point of view. But it's starting to happen. You can see it on the, on the shops. You can see now that they are selling air conditioner. But the problem is that it makes things worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Fans are good. Fans move the air a little. 
or just uh, in Spain we ha we are really precious with our um, abanicos. What, what is abanicos? Abanicos is this. Uh, it's a fan. It's like yeah, um, it's a fan yeah. that you yeah. use with your hand, but they are really beautiful. They they yes. open like that. Yes, yes, yes. And they have flowers and and yes. art, art art on them. So yeah, we are really we use that a lot in Spain. And and you're using and using human energy. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> not electric. It's just this little. Yeah, that's very good. Hmm. Yeah, and, and changing the lifestyle and having a siesta in the middle of the day is also really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think about it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Very Mediterranean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, thank you, Enma, for this conversation. It has given me some ideas. Thank okay, you. bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Michelle from the Netherlands. I'm an environmental lawyer by education and a photojournalist by profession. I've traveled all over the world and seen many different cultures, people and customs. Most people are just trying to make the most of their lives. They need to feed their children and make sure the rent can be paid. We all want to have a good life and we want our children to grow up safe. Here's where the magic starts. I know that I find it very hard to imagine that my own future self is at stake if I behave irresponsibly. In other words, I find it difficult to imagine my future self, even if I know that my behavior will damage something or be hurtful in the future. For example, that ice cream as dessert that tastes wonderful now, but it has an impact on my body tomorrow. We can also view our behavior in a different light. If we do something now, it will hurt someone else in the future, our children, for instance, or even someone we don't know. They have no say in what we're doing now. So I was thinking. What if we view our behavior now as if we are fully responsible for the quality of the lives of the next generation, especially young children, ours or someone else's kids. And the thing is, we are responsible. Just imagine 30 years from now, our kids have their own families. What will they say about me? What will they say about us? This imagination often helps me to make other, more sustainable decisions. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.